0: What did you learn on your last run? Just remember the last time you were running, did anything, or was there any lesson, something that happened that stuck in your mind? Is there anything at all you can remember, or is it just the kilometers or the duration? Come on, there must be something. Come on, give it a think. Welcome to Hitno Running, the show where we do more than just talk about running. We help you find solutions to develop your full potential making you a better faster and smarter runner and here is your host Heiko Yes, and as the lady says, Heiko, it is my name, H-E-I-K-O, what I'm all about. Hey, if you're the first time listening to this podcast, here we are all about your attitude, your mindset, everything to do with running. How do you get motivated for running? How do you keep on running? How do you come back from a setback? What is it that keeps you running? It's basically those, those guardrails, like sometimes on those freeways, they have these small light reflectors, and if you sort of, perhaps... Don't pay attention and you weave off to the right. Suddenly it makes a different noise as your tire is hitting those bumps. That's what these guardrails are for, keeping you on track, keeping you aligned with your goal. And why should you learn something? I mean, why are we starting about learning? Who wants? Nobody wants to learn something, if we're really honest. You don't want to learn anything. You just want to sit in front of YouTube and like uh, be in like the zone and just like scroll, scroll, give me more. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, but you know what I mean. It's just about relaxing, unwinding or, or getting a mental break. That, that's what a run might be for you. But if you want to reach your next fitless level or if you want to get some stress relief or whatever your reason, here at the show, the whole aim is to is to make sure that the time you invest in your hobby is a more rewarding experience that you get more. what you're investing something like running where you spend so much time you know you really it takes so much time away from from loved ones from your family from other things you could be doing it deserves to be done at the highest possible level you are capable of life is too short to be spending running the same distance the same routes the same speed can you hear in what boring voice i'm saying it it is true and there are some of you out there which are doing the same distances The same pace and the same events, and it's like, well, you know, you you get sure you get benefits out of it, of course. But hey, setting yourself new goals, new challenges to better yourself, to become that better, stronger, and smarter runner. All of this is very simple. It's done by repetition. And first, as you are repeating something like a new pace you want to maintain. You do it for short distances, and then you're able to do it for longer distances, so you move towards mastering it. And you you can accomplish any giant task, be it that first 10K or that first marathon, with with small, frequent actions which are bringing you towards that goal. And these habits are created by repetition. And a strong habit of being disciplined, of being dedicated to your running, that's going to go a long, long way. It's, it's disappointing, isn't it, if, if you look at it, because it seems the only way to get further is by buying a new pair of running shoes or running gear or, you know, something that you need to buy because, of course, these companies, they've got huge budgets. They want your money, but actually it starts right with your brain. You know, that, that whole thing of having a cupboard full of great running gear, but you got plenty of excuses not to go outside. Or if you go outside, you do it half-heartedly. At least you look great in those hocker running shoes and that snazzy-like compression shirt and what have you. Hey, I get you. I like the shades. I like the cap too. But the point is, if you're not having the correct mindset, the correct attitude, and that's something, the best habit you can pick up right now, listening to this podcast, you can start developing that habit right away it's to focus on learning something during your run and of course it should be something that's got to do with running and what this is going to do is it's going to get you reading and hearing about brain training or reading you know from from reading a Facebook meme or reading about brain training to actually doing to improving to developing your run skills you know talking about baking a cake or actually Baking a cake are two completely different things. You know, it sounds so simple. <laughs> you just mix a couple of ingredients and but actually there's a mess. And if you don't, if you don't add the ingredients properly, you know, it's like Phew. and the same thing here you can start doing right away. So why should you? You know, Heiko, hang on, this is over the top. I'm just a recreational runner, I'm not aiming for the podium. I'm not saying you should aim for the podium, nor am I. Well, I would love to finish on a podium but I hardly ever do <laughs> but it's about spending your time that you're allocating to its maximum see those of you that have been injured you know what I'm talking about you know what I'm talking about or those of you that maybe had a long spell where you didn't run for whatever reason maybe you just had something when you just you know and suddenly you got back into running you know what I'm talking about that coming back that comeback runner wow that's something you've got it To those of you I'm addressing today that haven't got it, to to start developing a continuous improvement attitude. And that's going to give you what? Not just better running. It's going to rub off on other areas in your life as well. And actually, it's very simple. Principle one, stop fixing and start improving. Principle two, the best practices are the ones you already have. Number three. Changing behavior is more important than changing processes. And number four, if you aren't failing, you aren't trying. Let, let's look at that a little bit. You know Stop trying to talk about fixing something and look at areas where you can improve. It's just a different approach. Oh, geez, I'm just not a fast runner, and then perhaps go for a different distance, try to improve on a certain distance, I told you that this year I did my fastest 5k ever and I worked at it for about, I think 16 weeks, I worked at really accomplishing an excellent 5k time and usually I run ultras, usually I just, three weeks back I did a 40 miler, that's usually a distance I excel at, but I decided to focus on a 5k because I wanted to improve, the best practices are the ones you already have means <clears throat> those routines which you know are going well if you know that you enjoy doing a speed workout around the track hey those are the ones that you need to build up upon and changing your behavior that how you are going about it that's going to bring you the biggest improvement of all so Again, if you're in time to listen to the whole aim of this podcast, of this series, it's in season three. Come on, this is a free podcast. You're listening to high quality content here. And it's all about to get you stimulated to learn or improve something about your run as this is extremely rewarding over 35 years of running and still getting pleasure out of it. And that there is much more to running the same routes and the same distances for miles on end. Now, unfortunately, and this goes for runners and non-runners alike, people often learn the wrong things, be it driving or running. You know, everybody learned how to use the indicators, you know, and apparently some people don't use the indicators, you know. Or you went to a runner's workshop and you know a lot about the importance of stretching, but doing it, you know, and you picked up wrong habits instead. Or people don't learn or quit or don't even start. You know, some runners, they're injured more often than they are out running because they're not taking care of their bodies properly. Or people learn ineffectively. That's the runner who wants to take a shortcut. You know, going from zero to hero. I read the couch to 10K runner. But the opposite is also the case. We, as, as runners, we should be, who are interested in developing the attitudes, we should look at learning the right things, the correct habits to stay healthy to train effectively and we need to find the, the right balance as we as we adapt proven methods in our daily routines. And we, we need to make sure we actually learn. That's a big step to actually improving your 5K or 10K or perhaps getting that qualifying time. You want to, to take part in a certain marathon, to really be aware, yes, I'm actually learning. And it's also vital that you that you are effectively Looking out for what what can I start with, or what should I leave out with means, what am I going to start learning now on this run? Well, it might be easier for you what to leave out, what not to think about, what not to focus on. During your run, you need to maintain a focus, or, or deconstruct, and basically find out those skills which are vital for you as a runner you need to isolate them so focus on them isolate them and then deconstruct them and no you don't need to go anywhere you don't need to be a super top athlete to do that you can do that right now in your next run let me explain what i mean a skill basically consists of a large number of smaller skills they're called micro skills and many of which they are interrelated and interdependent so if you deconstruct that is What we do when we start to analyze our running posture, for example, our foot strike, our cadence, the arms, the the amount of the bounce, or they call it the vertical oscillation in the stride, the excess movement, which might be there, and the posture. Hey, if you remember nothing else, just focus on your posture. And what you're going to find is that Faster runners, for example, they don't have as much variation in their form. You know, running fast requires one to be extremely efficient, so you won't see this aggressive heel strike. You're not going to find poor posture, and uh, and the, the, the movement is going to be limited as well. And one of the reasons is because a fast runner is usually extremely efficient. They, they have a high running economy. Just, just look at any marathon, look at the top runners, and you know what I mean. And hey, that's a great li- or that's a great free lesson right there, isn't it? That's what I mean with learning on the run. And it's more simple than you think. Because when we fail to actually learn, it's often for one or two reasons. We didn't start. Maybe you're pro- procrastinating. We've stopped or we're distracted. And that happens if you're not going to go out to actually go on your run and it's not working maybe you didn't even go out, you didn't even start with the exercise properly, or you got distracted. So to actually learn, you must be able to minimize procrastination and distraction. Simple. But before you before we look at these techniques, um, let, let's take a step back. Um, there are reasons um, why that learning is difficult for us learning is a process which has got this delayed gratification it's the same like when you went to the gym for the first time you know i remember when i was a kid 15 skinny skinny not because my mum wasn't a great cook she was thanks mum. but just because skinny kid you know and we, and we started pumping iron we lifted weights you know and After the first 15 minutes, we'd go to this huge mirror, endless mirror, and we'd look at our bodies and our muscles had developed. Obviously, they hadn't developed. You don't see anything. (laughs) The positive effect will only become visible in the future or with with regular training. And this is a problem, especially at a runner, impatience. We need a lot of hoo-ha motivation, you know, to exercise on a regular basis and to make matters worse. Unfortunately, we encounter many things in everyday life that do not trigger a delayed but a a direct reward in the brain you know like the smartphone or like you know ben and jerry's ice cream things like that (laughs) And, and other activities they have a similar effect on us they give us a sense of urgency you know when a deadline approaches or when things get stressful the first thing you know you drop is usually the ones that cause gratification otherwise you're gonna regret it and that regret is a useful tool because yes regret is a negative emotion but but there's more to it than that. It's different from feelings of guilt or disappointment. It's that, that regret is that, that stomach-turning feeling, you know. That you you look around and you think, why did I take that decision? And th- actually, the major difference between regret, guilt, or disappointment is that regrets we all experience and they're all our own faults. I bet you you regret not being able to run a fast K because you regretfully <laughs> didn't train enough. Uh, you don't feel regret for someone else's setback unless you're either direct cause or, or, or of the setback. And if you're not fit enough for a ten k, you know, you, if you're not fit enough for a ten k, you regret it. If somebody else isn't fit enough, it's like, well, bad luck, dude. <laughs> and guilt is the is the closest to regret in 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 some ways um, because you, you did something wrong. Guilt is that that revolving around your. Actions or inactions. Perhaps you ran, but you never trained. You didn't follow a plan. You feel guilty because you've you've already done it, but you didn't do it to the full. It turns out that the things we're most likely to regret are the things we didn't do. You know, regrets of inaction, they are so strong and they are so persistent, much longer than regrets of action. So if you feel like you should have done that speed workout or you should have adhered to your stretching routine because you're injured again, you know, those regrets they last longer then regrets of having done something we might rather have not done. <laughs> Things like, shouldn't have made excuses, you know, shouldn't have gone out half-hearted, <laughs> shouldn't have just gone for a slow, long run again. <laughs> but it's when, we, it's when we as runners, we, we don't take action. You know what happens then? Our, ima- this, uh, our brains are the same. Everyone's brains are the same in this, how it's wired, how it's set up. If we don't take action, our imagination fills in the blanks about how, awesome the outcome could have been that's why we enjoy that's why instagram is such a big thing tiktok is such a big thing because this leads our minds to generate more regret as we compare what currently is with what could have been you know many many runners that start out they think or they wait patiently for that day where, where running is going to be easy. You know, I hear this a like, Oh, hiker, one day I'm going to be running like you. It seems so effortless. What? You know, <laughs> but but running actually never becomes easy. I don't know about you, but I come back from every run with a sweat-soaked T-shirt every time. Every time I run, and what happens is, the golds pull the goal posts move. And you, the regular runner, suddenly you realize, hey, I, I just got stronger mentally and physically. I've adapted, I've improved. We previously used to give up when the going got tough. You perse- you, you persevered and, and, and you did it, you clocked the time, you did the distance, you bought that t-shirt, good for you. Or maybe you settled for a less a boisterous slogan. That's fine, you know, running taught me that even though giving up is always an option, I keep on going forward. <laughs> but, but but again, Back to the topic of learning. It requires an increase in focus. And unfortunately, it's not not often the case that that we are focused during our run. And if you struggle with this, it's more likely you could do with some training in this area outside your running as well. You you might have heard this. uh, Scientific proof regarding regular meditation and the use of concentration music. It definitely helps you reduce the time um, you you invest in, in distractions. So in other words... Focus can be learned and you can learn to focus again and learn faster after you have been distracted. I've been, I was taught in concentration and focus techniques many years ago and these are techniques are still used today. I've adapted them for runners. You can find more about that if you go on Amazon, a couple of books there. Have a look if you're interested in this topic, but basically There are a number of very good programs for meditation which you should invest in. And if you can't use traditional methods because you have a smartphone addiction, try something like these: Headspace or Calm or something like that. Okay, now, uh, when it comes to transferring what you've learned into long-term memory, and this is the spaced learning, it's about looking at the topics to be learned again and again at certain intervals over a certain period of time. And then you're checking whether what has been learned can still be accessed. Now, this is usually something that is used for learning vocabulary, but it's also very helpful for the long-term understanding of of concepts and ideas. And, And that's what your goal setting, your mission of running, of achieving a better time, of becoming a smarter runner is all about. And it's, it's called basically, it's a system of the curve of forgetting, which states that the less we have repeated the content, the more of what we have learned is forgotten over time. So, this means that content that is learned over a longer period of time is better remembered than content that is intensively repeated over a short period of time. Therefore, here it comes, the goal setting. You know, if you constantly repeat and remind yourself Uh, Let me start this way. Actually, what a powerful tool it is to set your sights and to focus on, you know, to keep not only in the back of your mind, also on the forefront of your mind. That's what's going to build that inner motivation, knowing what it is that you are running for, what you are spending your time on. It's it's has to do with your attitude or actually realign your attitude so that you continue towards your goals. So if you haven't got any goals set properly, it might just help you in doing exactly that. If up until now you've realized, yes, I should have set a goal. Is there a goal hanging at your bathroom mirror where you brush your teeth? You brush your teeth three minutes in the morning, three minutes in the evening, that six minutes where you can focus on that goal that sub 50 10k that 330 marathon heck that 315 marathon whatever it is is it written down if not this is going to inspire you to do it this should get you moving this you know figuring out which race you're going to do next what distance or perhaps whether you still want to achieve what we spoke about in the previous podcast do you still want to have a a moment were you're extremely proud of for the year 2022. The year is nearly over. I forgot to count before recording this podcast. Are there just a couple of more Thursdays left? Are you going to really crack out an amazing Thursday? I've got it. I've got my moment 2022. I achieved this. i had two events, which I really, I knocked it out of the ballpark. Home run. The crowd went wild. <laughs> Actually, nobody knew about it. I was one of thousands of runners. But for me, I achieved my goal. Or, you know what, hey, if all this sounds over the top for you and you're like, ah, this podcast isn't for me, You know, this guy is way too intense about running. Running is supposed to be... You know what you can do? You can be one of those people that spend a lot of time watching Mr. Beast videos. I don't know the guy. I don't know Mr. Beast. I've watched two of his videos. I've tried to. I'm just shocked at his popularity. He's obviously exploiting some other weakness that we as humans are addicted to likes or to being like or to seeking attention, better than the guise of doing it for a philanthropic cause. But seriously, if a YouTube video doesn't help you any further, learning a new skill, looking at maybe some video which teaches you something about running or which teaches you something about better habits, perfecting a handstand, running faster. Hey, If there's nothing in the video for you, you're wasting your time, and that's something we've all been guilty of, put me on the top of that list, not with Mr. Beast necessarily, but with others. So, so why do we sometimes rather do something that we don't want to do? <laughs> Algorithms, computers, I guess. You know, Apparently 20 million views and 34 million hours of views have been spent each month on, on uh, YouTube channels. You know? 34 million hours, somebody must be watching it, that's like 50 whole human lives a month watching Mr. Beast videos. I mean, that is huge. And then like, oh, what are we going to do about obesity? How are we going to get young people to get moving? Well, gee, obviously, is is there no connection? And what I'm criticizing is it's, it's the method. We, we humans, we've got flaws, which we already get exploited a, a lot. <laughs> Just think about the, the notifications that are popping up on social media. And, and what these videos do, like from Mr. Beast, is it, it uses these flaws to help us stay stuck to his content. And even I wanted to see who wins the plane in the end. How stupid, you know. And I think, and perhaps you, you don't share my viewpoint, that's fine, you don't need to. But it's my viewpoint that we are more. we've got more important things to do than to waste our time watching low-value content. And one thing I always ask myself when I stop watching YouTube videos, what new stuff did I learn? And if I can't answer the question, it means the content was worthless. Again, as I said, nothing wrong with going down a rabbit hole every now and then, but if it's too often and you're not reaching your goals and you're not improving or if time flies and the whole day is suddenly over before you know it, hey, all you do is scroll, maybe you need to take some serious life-changing action. Now, the bad side of our society is that it requires such access to foster attention. Me, 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 me. You know, we as consumers, we, we require excessive marketing tricks. Otherwise, you know, nobody cares hey, but you know what? I care. I really do. That's why there are no ads. It's just a podcast with something trying to be a powerful message. Over time, it'll keep you within those guardrails or on your road to better running. So maybe be a bit more gentle with someone who's trying to improve something. Be a bit more encouraging. Perhaps think twice before completely thrashing someone or someone's blog or someone's podcast or someone's book on Amazon. Anyway, talking about books the next time you head to Amazon. My name is Heiko, H-E-I-K-O, Stribble, S-T-R-I-B-L. And if you are in any way interested in this type of material, you will find a guidebook, a short, powerful guidebook, which will set you up with a couple of tools you can use immediately. Therefore, Today's wise verse is, never give your brain more reasons to procrastinate. It already has plenty. <laughs> and just because you have self-doubts doesn't mean you can't do it. Just because you're, you're taking longer than others. doesn't mind what does, is that you're going to find your success just because you're, you're, you're doing, you're out there, you're trying, by just focusing, by just believing in yourself learning with each run that you're doing hey thanks for listening do share this with someone who you feel could use today's message my name is Heiko god bless you and remember take it easy